welcome to Remolations. We're your hosts. I'm Mindy. And I'm Brooke. And I'm Melanie. And I'm Brienne. Besties, we've got a collaboration episode, Woo! bonus episode for you today. So yay, welcome to our friends, Melanie and Brienne. Oh, so so excited. From the oh Mark Safe podcast. Now, this is a disaster podcast. It is, it is. We like to uh, cover things like um, roller coaster derailments, plane crashes, tornadoes. Melanie promised mm-hmm. us bounce houses for two years and finally deliver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I enjoyed that episode <laughs> greatly. Actually, I, as much as you can just enjoy children being in Well, I right. love a chaotic man. <laughs> you know, that's what sold me. You know, I'm like, you can only cover kids in peril on bounce houses for five minutes but if you have a guy blowing up shit then that was the best yeah, yeah that was that was good yeah that's a good angle <laughs> so we're so excited to have you guys on our podcast and and likewise to be on yours uh i think we're gonna have some fun today i am so excited i'm already having fun so i know this podcast is gonna be great <laughs> now we've got melanie's in a in a shark Hoodie? Onesie. Hoodie. Oh, it's a full-on onesie. With gills. Oh, nice. Love you. It has pockets. It has a tail. I it's, think the gills no. really pull it together. It does. It does. Totally. Oh, she's showing us her tail. Oh. Nice. Nice. Okay. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Otherwise known as a fin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ask the animal expert here. <laughs> It's my apologies to Big Shark. We've pissed he, them off a couple times, so we have. No, we've run afoul. Just oh. Melanie. That's only Melanie. <laughs> she did a shark attack episode and was very sympathetic to sharks throughout. But there were a couple people who were like, "Sharks are just oh, being oh. sharks. They're not monsters." Yeah. And we're like, "We know. Well, we know." I was not sympathetic <laughs> enough, so today I will dress sure. like one. Makes oh, sense. Apology I love to her. It. Well, I'm sympathetic to the shark. Well, I don't, look, you know, we can't have this. I'm on your team. We can't have this crossover. <laughs> they're like, who's Mark safe? And then they read the reviews and they're like, they hate sharks. <laughs> no, no, no. Anti-shark no, lobbyists. No. That's who we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, sharks kill what, like seven people a year. We kill like a hundred million yeah. sharks a year. You guys personally. Yeah, <laughs> yes, personally. <laughs> personally, I'm like, let's get them, line them up. Now, the nice thing about our podcast is there's no, it's not real. It's dreams. So we really don't have any victims that are real. That we don't have, nice. it doesn't really affect anyone in your mind. Well, there are times when it's like recurring, you know, so it might be psychologically and, damaging. And but not, anything oh, sure. like you guys, not like anything you guys cover. I mean, there's therapy can't fix, right? There are sure. victims of exactly. Hatman I would like to get on the record. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, we need to get you in a support group for that. I'm in a support group for that on Facebook, actually. (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank God. I wasn't even joking. Thank God. I'm so so happy. It changes you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Therapy. Yay. Okay. Um, (laughs) So if you guys don't mind, we're going to get started by reading a disaster to you and all of your horrible ghouls. Yes, we love it. Yay. Collective yays. Okay. So I was... (laughs) Such a funny way to, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but such a funny way to start. We're like, yay! <laughs> tell you about this tragedy. <laughs> uh, the reason we chose this story is because it happened in our hometown. And so we grew up in Iowa in a t- small river town called Dubuque. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's right nope. where Wisconsin, Illinois, and Iowa meet. Is it? Do you say so, Dubuque? Right on the Mississippi. 
Mm-hmm. Dubuque, yes. I like it. It's a, it's a cool town. It's an old town. That's where we met. We went to high school together. So we've been best friends for, I don't want to uh, say how many years. <laughs> Long we time. Were, we were 14 when we met. So Aww. let's just say so that. So about 10 years. Yeah, yeah about 10 years. Love you for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why are you calling them so, old, Brienne? I was going to say five. <laughs> Whatever, Melody, pick me. <laughs> this is a podcast for kids, I thought. <laughs> oh, boy. I'll, I'll stop we swearing. have the wrong content. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so our town's really cool. It's right on the river. It's the oldest city in Iowa. So it was established in 1837. So it's one of the first towns west of the Mississippi. Geographically, there's no surprise that it was founded first. It's got beautiful, rich lead mines. And today we're talking about the Union Park disaster. And this disaster takes place in 1919. So we're talking old-timey. Melanie loves an old-timey disaster. I love old-timeys. They're my favorite. Well, you're going to like this one. (laughs) I mean, we kind of need to start a little further back. Sorry, you guys, let me blow my nose real quick. I'm going to take a shot. I have a little bit of a cold. Yep. Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. Did you just pull that out of your gills? <laughs> this has pockets. <laughs> nice. Girl, I love you. Oh, that was the best thing ever. I told you. Okay. We're, we're soul sisters. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> All of us. We need a real slumber party now. Oh, oh my God. And we have to all wear these onesies. Yes. That's a rule. <laughs> I watched the shark ones. <laughs> Love it. Okay. So we need to start a little further back in 1891. Actually, wait. Sorry. Let me <laughs> work it out and start. <laughs> let, let me start. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just open my next drink. <laughs> See, this is what mistakes are for to open a drink. This is so ambitious. How do you guys run your pod? I love it. Really? <laughs> Well, we're both Virgos, so that oh. might have something to do with Oh, it. and he still wanted to collaborate with us after all the trash I've talked? <laughs> <laughs> I know you I talk trash it. about Virgos. I had Virgos. to do a whole Virgo apology to her when I started we dating one. We are. <laughs> we are comfortable with our neurosis. We understand <laughs> we, it. We understand our Virgo qualities. <laughs> okay, so let's start further back in 1891, and this was an up and coming booming river town like mindy said one of these new and innovative things to dubuque was electricity (laughs) i mean very exciting times it was said that only 10 percent of the community had access to electricity so new to town company the dubuque electric railway light and power company that's a long name just saying. That is a long name. You know, they, they had a lot of words back then, you know? <laughs> they they needed to get everything out in the name of the company. <laughs> that did. was it. They didn't have the short attention span of TikTok. <laughs> no, 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 no. So they had this idea to get people on board and excited about electricity. <laughs> I would think they'd be excited all on their own. Ah, jazz hands. Woo. I wouldn't think you would have to sell people on that. <laughs> Well, they they did. did. This is pre Louis the Lightning Bug. Of course, you have to sell people. (laughs) They're like, what is this weird magic? (laughs) Yes, definitely. And then this is going to be a sidebar, and we tend to go off on sidebars, so excuse us. But have you heard our podcast? (laughs) Right. When we were 15, we got a job in an old Victorian mansion, and we Mm -hmm. were like breakfast servers and tour guides, kind of. It was haunted, by the way. But this house, the fixtures in it, 
could be converted back to gas because the owner didn't believe electricity would last. Oh, that's wow. So still today, they can be converted back to gas. I love that. But it was haunted as hell. Haunted. Oh, it was really haunted. So that's where we're having our sleepover. (laughs) Yes. That was a percent. So like Brooke said, the electric company wanted to make a big hadoo about this. So they purchased 40 acres of land from a farmer. It's Iowa. Mr. William Stewart. (laughs) Soon, they began plans to use their two-way electric trolley system to take people from the heart of the city on a five-mile, 33-minute ride to a family-friendly destination just beyond the outskirts of the town called Stewart Park. Construction quickly began on the single-track trolley, but it was a big project. It took 11 bridges, and the place they chose for this park was snuggled in this what they called horseshoe hollow oh, that's a cool name snuggled i like horseshoe that. hollow we're just gonna snuggle up in a horseshoe <laughs> hollow <laughs> what if we kissed in horseshoe hollow oh <laughs> <laughs> snuggled in now i had to pull up okay. this thing on google maps because again this was over 100 years ago so i'm like where is this thing in town i want to look at it and i Okay, I'm a nerd, and you'll you'll learn this about me. I like science. I'm I like facts. Nerds I'm a nerd. S- cool, thank you. <laughs> I had to look at the topographical map of this area because I wanted to understand how this geography works. Now, trust me, <laughs> the geography of this matters in the story. Okay, it does. So, on one side of the hill, it's a 75 foot like incline elevation. On the other side of the hill, it's like 168 foot. So, this is like a huge valley. In Iowa, in the summer, it's hot. Super hot in Louisiana. It's hot. Yeah, we're sweating balls here. The worst. It's so bad. Indiana. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's getting pretty sweaty here. Yeah, I think we were like 90 degrees in like January at one point. Oh, oh my uh, goodness. But it's like that sweat. It's so moist. It's oh, the humidity. It kills it. you. Ugh. I can't do it. It's 80 here right now, which isn't that bad, but it's not that good oh, that's either. Not bad. It's not bad. It's not good either. It's muggy. <laughs> It depends on if there's a breeze or not. I hate that well, term dry heat. I've lived in places oh. with dry heat. It's still too fucking hot. It's still hot. <laughs> I know. I went to school in Arizona. It's fucking hot. It might not I've be always there, suspected but it's that. fucking hot. <laughs> Did you go to ASU? No, I went to University of Arizona in Tucson. Boring. Uh-oh, are you an ASU girl? Are you an ASU girl? Is there a rumble? <laughs> no, it's just... It's the shot. No, just like, <laughs> it's the party school. You seem like you would just have a lot of fun there. Well, ASU is one of the biggest party schools, yes. But I still had fun. Don't worry, girl. No. <laughs> Fuck ASU. No. Fuck ASU. Fuck ASU. <laughs> We're going to have to send an apology to ASU now. <laughs> Rhianne, I'm losing us listeners. Oh. Left and right. I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> so hot. Hot, hot, moist summer is what we're talking about. And... The nice thing about a valley is it's cool. You have electricity, but you don't have air conditioning yet in the early 1900s. So they said in this valley, it could drop like 10 degrees. So this was like in the summertime, this was the bee's knees. It was perfect. <laughs> the bees and actually, knees. speaking of bees, <laughs> I didn't mean to plan this. But <laughs> speaking of bees. <laughs> there is there's a like a little a tributary to the Mississippi River that runs through this park and it's called B branch. Oh, nice segue. I, I didn't even mean it. Nice segue. I, I meant it. I meant it. <laughs> I planned that. A pro shark um, and a pro I respect B. it. Yes. yes. You got to respect them both. 
So there's a big creek that runs through this park and it dumps into the Mississippi. So if you know the geography of this area, lots of valleys, they called it Little Switzerland. So our town's super hilly and everything just kind of dumps right into the Mississippi River. So in April of April 24th, night, I do that. Ugh. Oh, that's, that's kind of my That's her noise. <laughs> that's her go I go like this. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got something. <laughs> or I go, Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man doesn't do anything. No, She's like, yes, I do. No. I go, mm. I just do a quick little mm, and then move on. She doesn't. She doesn't it's just a weird. She's, She's like, cool. I have to tell you something real quick and just slides okay, into some I, gossip. I do. It's true. That is true. <laughs> I, that's what I do. We cut out a oh, lot mistake. so I can just spill the tea. No, I'm like, I did I tell anything. you? I got to tell you something. <laughs> Yep. So April 24th, 1891, the first visitors arrived by trolley. It was the mayor. It was the aldermen, councilmen. A lot of white dudes kind of just came to this park. You know, of course, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yay. So we call it that the soft launch. And then it officially opened to the public. Wait, white dudes in a soft launch. Oh, no. <laughs> <Never sentenced ever. laughs> this just got interesting. <laughs> Why is it always soft? <laughs> So I found a newspaper ad from back in the day, and here's what it says. Open for summer, Stewart Park, a five-mile ride, and use of the park for... Well, and use of the park. Electric... No. <laughs> electric... <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to start using that. Electric cars run to the park every hour, free band concerts three days a week, bowling alley, bandstands, entertainment booths, restaurants on ground, and refreshments. So over the next eight years, ownership changed several times and eventually transferred to the Union Electric Company. And that's when the name of the park changed to Union Park. A round trip cost for a ticket. A round? No. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I'm so stealing it, it, Melanie. I can contribute anything. It's the no. That's it. So I'm going to ask you guys, can you guess what? Okay, we're talking 1919 prices here. How much a round trip costs? How much a round trick to... Oh, nope, nope, nope. Oh, oh what? <laughs> no. A trip? No. no. How much a trick costs? <laughs> I'm also dyslexic, so I tend to mix things up a lot. Melanie's not um, dyslexic, no joke. so she tends to make it dirty. <laughs> <laughs> now that I, that, that I can get by. <laughs> That's what she said. How much a 30-minute round trip cost? And and we'll say in today's money. 10 bucks. 50 bucks. Brianne, it was... Or, sorry, Brianne, you're wrong. <laughs> Melanie, you're nope. right. <laughs> Nine. Nope. <laughs> Melanie, you got it. 9.95. Nice. That's like yeah, a Madonna. Good job. Yeah, good job. She probably cheated. <laughs> yeah, she totally knew well, what we're doing. All written right here on my wrist. <laughs> you know, like $9.95. <laughs> Eventually, the park got so popular that they had to start running cars every 10 minutes to handle the crowds of people. So, kind of a big kind deal of in big town. Deal. <laughs> she was just raising the prices. <laughs> like, let's keep this like elite. <laughs> let's make this more high price. Soft white men. Yes. We want some hard white men. Let's get this <laughs> really blocking off. So, of course, they made improvements over the years because it was this huge popular destination. And I don't blame them. It sounds <laughs> like even today I would go. I think, I mean, it would be old timey and awesome. In addition to like the live music and 
the refreshment booth and the amusement park rides. It's like, yeah, I'd go hang out there as a young kid or a family. I think that's okay. 1900 to 1908, construction began on a dance pavilion, adding large porches and more refreshment booths. What kind of refreshments do you think they had? Oh, lemonade mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, lemonade, lemonade and iced tea. Hot dogs? Yes. That's it. And vodka. <laughs> you had to go you had to go behind the carousel for the vodka that was the secret, secret spot it's in the pink horse you had you had to talk to two tooth willie over there to get the he's like i'll get you some vodka <laughs> lemonade and a venereal disease <laughs> Thanks to Tooth Willie. <laughs> A oh shot in some syphilis. I love it. <laughs> That's how I prefer my syphilis with a shot. <laughs> it's not how I prefer my shots, though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. So. I'm like literally crying. <laughs> I know. We have bowling, we have lawn tennis, we have everything happening that's cool at the time. And once the dirt trails throughout the park were paved, electric strung lights were added to the walking path. So that was pretty cool that you could use the walking paths now and two more bandstands were built. Now, here's a side story for you guys. And this is kind of funny. Do you ever hear of a Bowery dance? No. I feel like I have. I had to look it up. I was not familiar with this, but... Doing like I love newspapers.com. Like if have you guys oh, yeah. had a, oh, oh yeah. Totally. We live there. Oh, love it. <laughs> so this was in an article and I had to look it up because I had no idea what it was. The band that was playing played a half a song. Employees would then ask people for nickels in order to finish the song. So they'd have to throw their money on the floor. Otherwise the band would just stop playing. We should try that. We should just drop a half episode and be like, pay us and we'll finish <laughs> and it. Like, That's not a bad business <laughs> method. Right? I'm like are you hey, jamming do you like what you're are you do you like what you're hearing leave well, it send on a cliffhanger and you can hear the rest <laughs> <laughs> that's the most fucked up jukebox i've ever heard in my life <laughs> in 1908 a large picnic pavilion was added oh and the cave of wonders Ooh. Oh, i want to know about this <laughs> How long till we get a butt joke from Melanie? I'm giving it two <laughs> minutes max. <laughs> it was cool. It was dark. It was. <laughs> People liked going inside it. You know. Okay, it's me. I'm the it's problem. It's itself, right? This it all really tracks. Is. This all it, tracks. <laughs> yep. So that was a big attraction. And then there was a children's playground added that had swings, slides, okay. carousels. Okay, that's after the cave, after the cave of wood. Separate location, and then they had a wooden roller coaster actually oh, what added. Could go wrong, nothing, <laughs> nothing could go wrong. Now, according to the newspaper articles, it was a jerky ride. <laughs> no way, <laughs> right? Uh, making hats fly off into the nearby creek. Now, let me tell you about this newest attraction. 1909, there was a theater built, and this is key to our story. It was called Mammoth Theater, or you can also find it under Union Park Theater. It was the largest theater west of the Mississippi, making it not only a local destination, but a lot of people from out of town would come visit to see this like huge, huge theater. Now, the, it was so big that it actually expanded from valley to valley. So it went from both sides of this park, 
completely sealing off the upper side of the park from the lower side of the park. Massive. Huge. Massive. Absolutely huge. Um, it had an old German look to it. So it had like the white stucco with brown framed windows. Lots of vaudeville acts were there. In today's money, it would have cost a million dollars to build. It had 1,500 opera chairs with an additional standing room for 5,000. So we're talking wow. very large. It was even open in the back of it. So if you think of like um, a house that has like a walkout basement, so the back was open. So everyone that was just enjoying the park could also hear the concerts. Now, hey, you guys, I sent you an uh, email. Did you see it? It's got like some pictures and I'm out. Okay, I didn't want to spoil it. So I have it (laughs) sitting here and I haven't opened it. (laughs) You can pull it off if you want to take a look at what this thing looks like. See, this is why I don't read email. That way I don't spoil things for myself. Yeah. This place looks so cool. But it's like, I'm not kidding. I would go to this today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like bowling alleys and music and pools and I'm in. Cave of Wonders or whatever. It's it just needs some ski ball. So we'll post links in our podcast show notes and we'll send them to you guys too so you can share it with your listeners. The map, how this place looked. In 1918, a children's wading pool was added. The pool was shaped like in a crescent. It was 25 by 60 feet long. Huge. Huge. Motion pictures were added. Here we go. There's no, here's another newspaper ad for you. In 1919, the year of the what we're coming up on here, it said, see the famous peonies. They were never more beautiful. <laughs> okay. Are you sure that's what it said, Mindy? <clears throat> Right by the Cave of Wonders. It's exactly where they were located. <laughs> I know you said you have dyslexia. Are you reading peonies correctly? <laughs> it is peonies. I double checked. <laughs> Especially engaged Chicago orchestra shows, a new shooting gallery with moving targets. What? What could go wrong with that either? Really, it was just people running around trying not to get shot. <laughs> it's right next to the children's waiting pool. Yeah, of course it would be. Uh, a new roller coaster, and the new roller coaster was located in Roller Coaster Valley. Ooh, it was a twenty to thirty feet tall classic figure eight design. So this was a, at the at place in town for hosting family outings, parties, and even graduation ceremonies. That is until that day of July 9th, nineteen nineteen. Oh, and Mindy, thank you for leaving that to me to describe. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I give you the hard part. It was. Awesome. It sounds awesome. But on July 9th, 1919, weather predictions called for the possibility of thunderstorms in the afternoon, but usual summer activities continued as planned. The first drops of rain in the afternoon quickly turned into a downpour. Picnickers, still feeling secure, ran for a nearby shelter, unaware that the cloudburst had created a torrent of water that soon tore through the park. The Mammoth Theater that Mindy was just talking about, which stretched from one hillside to another, inadvertently became a dam for a massive wall of water estimated at 20 feet. Holy shit. Yeah, 20 feet. (laughs) It's a big water. Holy shit. (laughs) It looked beautiful, but then you're like, wait, maybe we thought through that design a little. Yeah, more. let's make it so that we it's have... It's easily a T-Rex right there. <laughs> oh, no. Melody's dinosaur measurements have entered the chat. <laughs> love That's it. That's okay. I love it. 
So it was tearing into the theater. It ripped up paved walkways, devoured everything in its path, leaving behind just a wake of destruction, as can be expected. Pieces of the merry-go-round were carried several hundred yards. Heavy iron park benches were carried into the city from the force of the flood. It caused landslides blocking streetcar traffic. All roads within a mile and a half were blocked. Broken bricks and sand piled up 10 feet high in parts of the city. This is the crazy part. According to weather records, almost four inches of rain fell that afternoon. And I think it was like, what, like two hour period or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah, here, get my nerd on. I looked at the National Weather Service stuff that day. You can see the actual time, like at 3 p.m. to to like 3.15. Like it was in a very short window how much rain fell. It wasn't like throughout the day, it was four inches. It was like within two hours. That's Even bananas. throughout the day, four inches is a lot. But like within two yeah. hours is... Uh, oh, is it? <laughs> is four inches I would say four mm-hmm. inches is average, but... <laughs> I <laughs> we could always have more and more. <laughs> Especially if it's soft. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, we're having We so are much never fun. getting invited back. Never. No, no, no you're yeah. invited back every week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that we've laughed, now let me take you to a bad part. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, that's how we do things See, every that's week. What, that's what we do because it gets so, these disasters, they get so Intense, terrible. Right. Yep. We need a moment of levity. That's because our whole silly. format, just absolute nightmare horror, dick joke, absolute nightmare horror dick joke that's how we do things you've got the right you've got the formula down oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh melanie is this our anniversary our anniversary is like either today or tomorrow or the next day three years yeah i should have brought a present (laughs) you're the present anniversary (laughs) yeah they are the present that's so sweet oh my look we both (laughs) our babies growing up we're having a play date. Our baby's a toddler. Now oh. it's ready for a play date. Okay. <laughs> I'm I love this. right now. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Saddest. <laughs> Sorry. It's hard to go back into this. It is really hard. Take a breath. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. You get used to the whiplash. No. <laughs> yeah, see, it's hard. I, I it can't, is whiplash. It's hard for you guys. It, is, it is whiplash. Yeah. Okay. Saddest of all, a pavilion that later became, nope, nope. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm so using this every time now. We're going to die laughing. Saddest of all, a pavilion that later become, nope, nope, (laughs) nope. Okay, last chance. I can't look at you anymore. I know, look away. Saddest of all, a pavilion that later (laughs) became, You said want to use the word game, didn't you? I did. Okay, I'm going to do this real fast. Yep. I, I, <laughs> this is not making it easier. I have no me. idea how much of this we cut. <laughs> so much. Okay, so I'm going to do it. Don't look at Status him. of all, a pavilion that later became known as the Death Pavilion. Ooh. 
became detached from its foundation, smashing into the children's wading pool and killing five. Jesus. Oh. This is something that we'll put in the show notes. Three survivor stories about this particular day from the Wagner family. Survivor stories are my favorite. Yes. 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 And so, uh, yeah, we'll put in the show notes. It was released maybe 10 years ago. I'm not sure if they're all still with us now, but three people who had survived from multiple families talk about that day. So we have some pull quotes from it. Yeah. Yeah, we do. So Chris was the mom. She was 38. Her husband was there, her mom, and three children, Blanche, Edmund, and Gertrude. I love the name Edmund. Edmund. I've never, Edmund. I mean, that's not one you hear very often, is it? Not enough. So it was supposed to be a 4th of July party, but due to rain, which was ironic, <laughs> it was rescheduled to July 9th. It was a hot, sticky day, but the kids were excited. I mean, who wouldn't it be? It was a real treat. We packed up the picnic and headed for the streetcar, which alone was probably like exciting for the kids. They didn't have cell phones. They didn't have cell phones. Like, they got it. What, what else they look forward to? <laughs> They didn't have travel soccer. We got streetcars. The kids loved the wading pool. They loved the rides. And she does recall, like, and this is just such a classic time, having to become all dressed up to go to the park. But then once at the park, changing into (laughs) your, like, play clothes. It was just like, okay, if I come home afterwards, the first thing I put on is my pajamas. I'm not dressing up twice for nobody. (laughs) The first thing I take off is my bra. I dress five little kids every day. I don't oh. have time. I'm wearing this shark onesie for life. <laughs> Wait, so we got to take a sidebar. Melanie, what is the age range of your kids? Okay, so my youngest is about to turn two. Squonk. Okay, yeah. So I have two, five, six, eight, nine. Oh, you are oh in my the thick of it. I'm sorry, honey. Yeah. She's like, you're in the thick of it. <laughs> that is that's the that is some hard times. I'm I'm just a bit ahead of you. So I've got 19, 17, 17, 17, 15, 14. Gee, you have trips? No, we're a Brady Bunch oh, family. So I, I had love twins. That. But there and are then my twins. husband had one. There are twins, yeah. yeah twins and yeah, then he, an, she has an, twins a bonus and her kid. husband. You had multiples out of your hoo-ha. Mm-hmm. It wasn't easy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a party. Sign me up. Speaking of that cave of wonders. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Oh, she went there. <laughs> she's me on another podcast. I'm telling you, she's she's my twin. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No, having uh, that many kids is a lot, but it's it's fun. Would you agree that it's fun? It's always something. I do enjoy it. It's it's like an insane fun. It's um, a toxic ex-boyfriend without the toxic <laughs> or the ex-boyfriend. It's the what? same like, it's the same high. You know chaos. what I mean? It's the same Just high. chaos. You never know what you're going to get. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry for sure. They're going to gaslight you. <laughs> right now, it's all against <laughs> Tough, tough. Okay. I'm, oh, I'm almost finished. It's a terrible day. We all know. <laughs> it's a terrible day. The, going back to a terrible day. So, going back to the terrible day. So when the Wagner family arrived, they picked out the best pavilion for their picnic 
and it was near the children's waiting pool and playground. So there was about 20 or so people from their whole family there. Now, here, here comes a part that is going to be a little hard. It's from the YouTube video I watched. This is Gertrude's account. So she was a survivor. And according to her, I, I quote, I recall my mom calling us kids back to the pavilion to wash our feet and get into our good clothes to leave. Started raining terribly hard. The women all started loading up the stuff. But by the time everybody was ready to go, all of a sudden, just like a tornado, we looked up and saw this huge wall of water. Huge. All muddy. Came down the valley. The older people started looking at the younger people. My mother grabbed my brother, who was three. My grandmother had me and my sister. Hanging onto the railing, a big plant came along and knocked my sister from my grandmother's arm. Mm -hmm. So my sister started floating away and naturally drowned. Mm -hmm. My grandmother and I were floating. I was swallowing water. One of the workmen grabbed me up onto a plank. The flood went right through the theater. Mother and little brother were washed right through it. Well, that's awful. That's so yeah. heavy. I mean, any loss is hard, but then you got a little kid like experiencing the loss of a sibling and watching. She was oh, God. seven, seven at that, the time. Like, how can you come and in such a violent way, right? Like, right. The Wagner victims had been swept away into and through the theater. The water in the theater ended up being eight to ten feet deep, rushing over chairs and debris. The water. Pressure finally built up enough, and it broke through the other side of the theater, crashing through the doors and splintering wood. It was as though it was a dam, and it finally broke, sending people and debris with it. Oh, my God. And one more thing from Gertrude. She recalls after she had been saved, a woman grabbed me and took me to the caretaker's house. She kept telling me not to go to sleep. Don't go to sleep. And then there was a lady holding me in a streetcar. I don't remember being in the hospital. I don't remember who took me home. I thought it was funny that my mother wasn't there at the hospital with me. Oh, God. I don't mm. remember anyone telling me my mother was dead, but I do remember three caskets in our living room. Oh, my Which my would have God. been then her mother, her brother, and her sister. Because that's how they used to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, mm. in the home. The front room. Oh, God. The parlor room. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, God. Well, okay, it's not getting well, better. Sorry, we're gonna it's keep... not getting better. Oh. Answer um, dick jump now. It's kind of fun in a horrible <laughs> way to make somebody else do this. <laughs> have to experience yeah. going from caskets yeah. in the living room to somehow jokes. Thanks. But don't piss um, people I, off. <laughs> right. Um, ASU is full of dicks. <laughs> Done. We haven't offended anyone that we haven't already offended. Yeah. <laughs> so there was the family of Frank Ricky and his wife, Mrs. Ricky, was swept away with their five children. Oh. oh, Jesus. I know. Her quote was, it was a horrible nightmare. I was carried away by the water. I saw my little children go under. I lost my grip. I lost sight of Herbert. And Herbert was four and he did drown. But I mean, five kids and like, oh my God, just watching them like go like out of your, re oh, I can't. We also have the Caesar family. Sarah Caesar was six. Oh gosh. She was lost while trying to be saved by her older brother. Her body was found on the other side of the theater, crushed against the building between a heavy plank and a pile of wreckage. Yeah, because there's so much, with that forest, there's just so much debris. Piling up. Piling up and crushing. I mean, it's like a tsunami, you know, like it's just 
all the debris just around you. It's whether you can swim or not, you're getting crushed and pushed into things. It's terrible. So witnesses said the water raged through the park for at least an hour. The water that was in the creek swelled quickly. It came down in sheets. So how this bee branch ran through the valley, it actually ran under the theater itself. They built the theater on top of this creek. (laughs) Sounds like a great idea at the time. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good foundation. And so when the, the creek swelled, that's what caused the dam. Overall, it was such a large story that the newspaper the next day moved President Wilson's pre-World War I peace treaty to the very bottom of the front page. And this was like, you know, 90% of the first page. It's like, oh, and we had a peace treaty for World War I. Oh, wow. So, and big, big thing. Big thing there in Dubuque. Big thing anywhere, really. <laughs> yeah. Brooke, can you, like make, can you make this a little better? Yeah, I'll make it a little better. Okay. So with any kind of disaster, you know, there's always going to be great heroism and great people that come out from these disasters and help people. And a lot of them were employees at the park. There were a lot of men and boys upon realization of what was going on, like stripped off their clothes and jumped in the water to pull out women and children. That's when they had work ethic. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, please. Can you please drop like, off your I'm on, clothes? I'm on a piece of wood. I'm going to float away just fine and be like, bye, baby. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't do that anymore. So there's four really amazing people we kind of want to talk about when it comes to heroism. There's Mr. Bores, who was the roller coaster manager. Ralph Zimmerman, who was only 18, but he was an employee at the refreshment stand. He's selling those lemonade, vodka lemonades. Selling those vodka lemonades secretly. Yeah. Um, the Bonds brother, who was one of the groundskeepers, boys, and then a man named Cunningham. So I just want to talk about Julius Bonds first. So according to witnesses, he rescued two women and two babies. He also risked his life freeing three girls from the rigging on the merry-go-round where they were clinging like for safety as the water like rose above them. Wow. Crazy. And then Ralph Zimmerman, the, our, our refreshment stand boy, <laughs> to describe him here. He's slight build, according to the newspaper, because you always love how these newspapers describe people, right? Oh, and they'll do it in the, in the finest detail. They'll, oh, yeah, they'll talk about go. how like, gaudy your clothes are and frumpy you or part in your hair isn't right (laughs) (laughs) he had a slight build freckles red hair and a pleasant smile all relevant it's all relevant completely and soft spoken Uh, so according to ralph he said i just stripped i didn't care who saw me i couldn't swim in that water with my clothes on i stripped naked and went in I stripped off all my clothes. It was suicide to go into a flood with anything on. Should any part of clothing be caught on debris, it would almost be certain death. Naked. Worst we could get was been paled by sharp pieces of timber, but we did to have to take our chances on that. I don't know how many people I pulled out. I know I saved one woman and her children on the upper side of the theater, and then I got another woman off a telephone pole. Oh. Jesus wow. Christ. And he did all that naked. thank you so there's pc bores is another hero 
Again, witnesses saw him rescue a 12-year-old Laverna Ricky. And this this is real. I mean, it's all sad, but she was perched on top of a heap of wreckage about 20 feet from the theater. And she was clutching her two-year-old brother, Cyril. Her leg was caught under a heavy plank and the water was like rising and surging around her. It was up to about her chin when Bortz fought the current and swam toward her. But before he got to her, she was carried away to another dam of debris. He told her, hang on tight, as she was slightly safer for the time being. He then called out to the Caesar girl, which we talked about earlier, that was killed in the theater crushed. He swam to her, found her lifeless body, and lifted her to higher ground. Then went back for the Ricky girl, saving her and her brother. So again, amazing act of heroism. He's got a quote. I am an unusually strong swimmer, and I didn't fear for myself. What I did was nothing compared to the work of Zimmerman and the other fellows. I went in the water after many of the women and children. I don't know how many I brought out. I did not try to keep count. I never thought of it. I didn't have time anyway. Oh, wow. I know. (laughs) Between Zimmerman and Boers, they were able to save four of the five rookie children. Parlin, Veda. Oh, Pearl. I know you have an Aunt Veda, right? Aunt Veda, yes. Love the name. She's a marked safe icon. Okay, well, we have uh, Veda was saved here in this this story. Yay! <laughs> Pearl, Laverna, and Cyril. Those are some beautiful names. Yeah, right? they are. You don't get those names. Love it. From Miss Ricky, she said, after losing one of her children, I later found out the children pulled out by the men. I learned their names afterwards. I shall never forget the guys who saved my children. I can't thank them enough. Wow. So, so that was the tragedy at Union Park, but actually further down the road... There was two more people that were killed in a storm surge. So that B branch keeps going down what we call 32nd Street. And about four miles down the road, it was still obviously destroying things as it ran towards the Mississippi River. So there was a 26-year-old who lived on that street who tried to get to her neighbor's house and ended up crossing a sewer over the B branch where she lost her footing. Mm. She was swept into the storm sewer with her niece um, her other niece was saved by a man, and so two more victims were casualties of that day. Ooh, wow. Right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. To be a horrible bull, what's, a to- what's the toll at now? Seven. Total seven. seven. Mm-hmm. So five at the park and then those two additional ones. Yeah, and it, we talk about this a lot on our podcast, too. That's, like, not accounting Injuries. injuries. No, injuries, no. no. That no, people not. have to deal with probably yeah. their whole entire life. You I know? mean, you hear that and sometimes you think maybe it's a sprained ankle or something that's not a huge deal, but not always. It can, even it mentally, can change your life even completely. Mentally, exactly, it would change your life yeah. seeing this or you're losing yeah. your sibling. Oh, oh, yeah. It's awful. So was what happened at Union Park preventable? And this <laughs> is the craziest thing. Could not find any mention of lawsuits or bad planning in the placement of this theater. None. None. Oh, hmm. wow. I looked wow. and I spent so much time looking into this. None. Could not find anything. It's an act of God. And though the crazy thing is rebuilding started the next day. Ooh. Let's open the park Ew. again. Well, we got to get them vodka lemonades for our drinks. <laughs> 
people need some grief release. Yes. Get those vodka lemonades going, Zimmerman. Get them. <laughs> okay, so what has come of Union Park since? So despite this tragedy, the community did spend the next few decades, actually, repairing and revising the area, hoping to one day revive that spirit of summer and adventure ingrained there for generations. But sadly, the buildings were dismantled and the park did close in 1935. But wait! In September of 1946, the YMCA and Boy Scouts purchased the area, constructing a new campsite with cabins, a mess hall, a swimming pool, and stables. Children returned to spend long summer weeks as the spirit of summer returned to Union Park. Today, Sky Tour Zipline was added to the YMC camp. Oh, and I you can this. Yes, let's go. Too. Why, we got to do That's why you got to come. We got to do this. And you can fly over the remnants in the park, nine zip lines down over that valley. Oh, that's so cool. I know. I want to do it. We should do that. Yeah. We'll get them to sponsor our next group meetup. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we're awesome. like, hey, do you guys want us to go on your zip lines? All right. <laughs> Not much remains from the park during its heyday, but the allure of Union Park has lived on. Even a century later, like a rare public event was held to commemorate the 100-year anniversary of the tragedy. So in a weird twist of events, Ken Caesar, which would have been Sarah's nephew, drove in for that 100th anniversary event from Oak Park, Illinois. And he had only known about the flood due to having recently done a family genealogy search. Wow. I know. And he said his father failed to save his little sister, it was Ken's aunt, from drowning, and he never spoke of it of the again. tragic event again. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Isn't that so sad? Oh, Jeez, yeah, Ooh. the the toll of just PTSD alone is huge. Mm-hmm. Oh, so if you guys want to come visit us and do a zip line, there is still some remnants of this park. You can see the open space for where the trolley went around a loop. You can see the caretaker's house. You can see sidewalks still. You can even see light poles, the tops of light poles, but over the years they got buried in so much sediment that they're only four feet out of the ground. Um, <laughs> what is this? Light, light post for ants? <laughs> That's as tall as me. <laughs> you are tiny. I love your tiny self. I'm 5'3". I'm higher than those <laughs> light posts. And even stairs that led to the missing structures, the foundation of the roller coaster. So those are still things that you That's can see. That's so you cool. Come visit. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I want to talk about is... It's very interesting because that wasn't Dubuque's worst flood, actually. <laughs> Dubuque's history of flooding includes the devastation on July 4th, which I think it, it's in 1876, but I think it's so weird. Before. That July 4th was when the Wagner family was supposed to like right. go. And then July, it would all happened in July. So this is another July tragedy. A flash flood wiped out this road called Rockdale Road, and it's along the banks of Catfish Creek. And witnesses claim it took only 30 minutes for the waters to wipe out the village and kill 41 people. Wow. I know. It's crazy. Flash Even floods. Cur- 
Yeah, even currently, like until um, a few days ago, we were under flood warnings for all of Dubuque for like two weeks because groundwater was making the waters rise and then we had rain and they just closed the floodgates, but they were actually open for quite a while. So it's still happening. It is still happening. Dangerous. Here, but That's bananas. So what do you... I've only, I've lived in places with flash flooding. Do you guys have like special preparation? Like I know like the Midwest, we do the tornadoes here in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. We had, you know, Texas, we do the hurricane thing. Like what's the It's just there? don't drive over water. Yeah. Like um, stay alive. Don't drive. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the only flash flood warning we that's ever get. get. Just don't drive. don't drive through water. There was a story. My my <laughs> parents got stuck in a flat flash flood at Swiss Valley. Brooke, you'll know where that is. Oh, and yeah. uh, it took their car. Wow. They had to climb out the windows. They had people save them. And so, I didn't know yeah, this, I, oh this is before. I think I I don't know if I was there or before I was born. I don't think I was in the oh, car, okay. but I think it was my two older sisters. So that's terrifying. Your sisters yeah. were in the car yeah. too. Wow, crazy. See, this there is why I always say. Ever since we, Brian and I started this podcast, I like to ask everyone, have you been through a disaster? Like, think about it. Like, everybody has been through something. And a lot of people will dismiss it. Like, I had a girlfriend introduce me to her her new husband. We we hadn't seen each other in a long time. And it's like, have you been in a disaster? And he was like, no. And then, like, an hour later, he's like, actually, my neighborhood blew up when I was a little kid. What? I'm like, what do you mean it blew up? He was like, well, there was a train derailment. And then when oh they were cleaning, like, they hit a gas line. And oh. I was like, so I was like, you had, like, a trail der derailment and an explosion. And, like, you just don't remember. It's a disaster. It was a disaster. <laughs> Well, thank you for letting us share one of our hometown disasters yeah. with you. Oh, it's amazing. Drink Coke, Brienne. <laughs> I love you guys. You say stuff like we do. We always say stuff at the same time. Perfect tragedy to dick dog ratio. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, besties and horrible ghouls. Make sure you stay tuned for next week because you're going to want to hear everything else we have to discuss. It's amazing. Woo. Thanks for joining us. And until next time. Sweet dreams or no dreams. dreams, dreams. Or no dreams. Sweet, Sweet dreams. Dreams, bitches. bitches. <laughs>